Hello there. Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Sith Taker Snapshot Podcast. For this episode, I'm your host, Darren Granger, and with me is Bob D. <laughs> and our special guest for this episode, all the way from Maryland in the United States, is Duncan Howard. Hello there. So, Duncan, you are fresh off the back of a win at the Texas System Open. Uh, but I think for some of our listeners out there, then they'll probably recognize the name, but um, we are obviously a tiny European meta. So tell us about yourself. From Maryland, I'm a, uh, I'm a trauma nurse here, and uh, I like to play X-Wing. So. And, and would you agree that you are the lesser Howard brother when it comes to X-Wing? Uh, I don't think so. Jeremy quit when 2.0 came out, so he not have quit, to compete anymore. Some would say he quit while he was ahead. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think a, uh, a national trophy stands up to a continental trophy. Mm, fair enough. Ooh, controversial. Controversial. I'm pretty sure one's bigger than the other. Yeah, that's not how it works, though. That is not how uh, it works. Okay. I mean, if we're comparing sizes, then what was the size of the cut at the Texas system open? Was it like two and a half people? Yeah, two and a half people. One, one of them, uh, their legs didn't work. I don't know. <laughs> uh, it was 15 15 yeah so, so tiny system open yeah well our travel is not as cheap as yours yeah yeah this is true yeah so uh, i think we we generally have like the the biggest or one of the biggest x-wing events in the world so um true. that's yeah so you should come over to one and and face some real competition yeah, I wish. I mean, if travel uh, within here were as cheap as it is over there, I'd be all about it. Fair, fair. So, um, talk us through your um, your uh, experience at Texas. Uh, let's see. So, I uh, I didn't realize how many people I knew that were going to be in Texas. So, I kind of just flew in Friday night and uh, was going to fly out Sunday night after the cut. And then I realized that Chris and Tyler and everybody were, were going to be there. So, uh I regret not spending a little more time in Fort Worth. Uh, anyway, let's see. It was a, it was a well-run tournament. We ran right next to Key Forge. It was at the uh, the hotel I was staying in, and uh, let's see six rounds of Swiss and uh, four rounds of cut. If you went the number one placer in Swiss, and uh, I went undefeated the whole time. Okay, so uh, talk us through what you're running. So I decided to switch to separatists. Uh, I figured if you can't beat them, might as well join them. And uh, I was running eight ships, the max you can run, uh, two hyena bombers with plasma torpedoes, uh, and then they're all I-1s, and a bunch of I-1 drones. You add discords, and then you add struts until you're at 200 points. Okay, so interesting choices there. Um, I mean, most people, when they look at uh, droids, they'll look at... Um, first of all, like a tactical relay and, and things like that. Whereas you've, you've shied away from that. Can you talk us through why, why you chose that? Yeah, I feel like tactical relays are, I mean, they're, they're good, right? Um, the problem is the carrier. You have to run, I believe it's an I-3 droid if you want to get a carrier, uh, TA-175 most likely, in hyperspace. Am I correct in saying that? Yeah, so in hyperspace you've got um, DBS... 32C, which is the bomber, um, or you've got the infiltrator, and that they're pretty much your only choice in hyperspace now. Mm-hmm. So that that one uh, drives up the point cost of your list quite a bit, and two, uh, 
you know, I, you got to run an I3 and like you just put a gigantic target on your head. If you're running all I1s and they're all basically uh, symmetrical, like there's not really good target priority for your opponents. Um, and then, like I said, you just add struts until you're up at 200. And uh, I, I, I don't know, entering combat with two target locks for your plasma torpedoes and six calculates seems good enough. TA-175 just seems like he's overkill at a point. I mean, I rarely okay. lost droids on the first engage. Okay, so that sounds like um, you, you put a lot of thought into it. Did you work on the list yourself, or was there input from other people? Or Well, so uh, I actually have a friend of mine who lives here in Baltimore. He actually came up with the, uh, with the list. We kind of fine-tuned it a little bit, but I'll give almost all the credit to him. Uh, he uh, was the only guy uh, to beat Paul at the PAX uh, system open, PAX Unplugged. Uh, and his name is Adam. Uh, he came in second to me at the hyperspace trial here. He's a really good player, but he doesn't like to travel too much. And uh, if he actually puts in effort and has a list that he likes, uh, he's real hard to beat. Uh, so he came up with this when the new hyperspace points came out. He was the guy who helped me come up with double infiltrator and such. So he's, he's really good at making lists. I usually consult him for that kind of stuff. Uh, so I'll, I'll give the credit to him. He trained me on it, and I promised him the, uh, the top four template tray only if I won. So I guess I'm out of template tray then. Well, I guess you're going to have to try and take another then, aren't you? Yeah, I know, right? I think I'm going to Adepticon, but I'm definitely not flying the same list. So uh, what, why do you think you're not going to fly to Adepticon? I don't know. I mean, you kind of feel like you got as far as you could with it, right? Like, I mean, with uh, when I was flying top aces back in 1.0, it was more like, oh, you could adjust things and switch up the aces and stuff like that. So, but it, And it was still fun to fly. This one was... Not the most fun thing to fly. Uh, it was just good. So, you know, why subject myself to that when I have nothing to gain? Fair. So, um, what do you think the uh, what the strength of, of the list? So the strength is the fact that your opponents don't really have target priority. Uh, like, I mean, probably the hyena bombers, but they are the hardest to kill, and it's very rare that they're going to die on the opening salvo. Uh, they do have, they have plasma torpedoes, and they. Uh, but you know, once you if you go for those, then you subject yourself to potentially discords and everything. Uh, them all being I ones makes it easy for you to move. Basically, all your ships have glitter stim, uh, so the list ends up being real, real easy. Droids are such an easy list to fly, uh, and it's it's basically a step above playing solitaire. It's like, it's like when you invite your friend over <laughs> to, uh, to play video games and you only let him play the cutscenes or something like that. That's basically what playing towards <laughs> is like for your opponent. I doubt very much you're a friend you invite over. Uh, yeah, probably not. <laughs> Bob, have you got any thoughts or questions? Yeah, um, I mean, the, the target priority is something you mentioned a couple of times. It, it, how is that helping you to win games? Are you are you disengaging with injured ships, or are you um, um, swamping, or what's what's the strategy? Well, so I only had about ten practice games before uh, I went to this tournament. Seven of those were a, were a uh, store championship where I stayed up after night shifts. So I was awake for like thirty hours. So I don't know if I learned a lot. <laughs> My friend did tell me to like run off with the droid if he's at one. Maybe they can chase it, and you can pin them down while trying to chase it. I didn't really do that at the uh, at the system open very much. I think the most I ever ran 
was like if you put some uh, a droid on a rock and he just sits there getting obstructed shots while also still getting to shoot potentially. Okay. Uh, that's about it. Uh, but I, again, like if you sit down across from your opponent and they have the a couple minutes while you're setting up to decide who they have to go for, they don't usually pick right. Okay, and I mean, interesting. The, the targets that are correct are also the ones I make it hard to get to. Yeah. I don't know if either of you watched, I don't know if any of you watched my, uh, my stream games from uh, Gold Squadron. I, I caught the tail end of the, the final where uh, I, I think, um, is it Bobby Vowles? Yeah. Um, basically uh, uh, realized his, his doom when you got the, um, the buzz droids on Boba Fett and, and he yeah. had a couple of hole left. It's just like, that, that's game over then. You, you literally have to do nothing. Yeah, exactly. It was like, oh, okay, I just have to stay alive for the last couple of turns because there's no way Boba gets a Discord off in the position that he was in. I mean, Discords, uh, Discords are underutilized in the meta. I mean, the, the, the few guys that I know who've run them have done really, really, really well with them. There's a guy, Rob Ram, uh, over here who was absolutely owning his local meta using discords but they haven't really taken off as something that you see a lot of um any any thoughts on that i find that very strange discord is probably the one of the stronger cards in the game right now um it it's probably an auto include for all separatist lists i would say because of the the area denial it gives you and like if you actually have troublesome matchups like boba aces anything low haul uh, hard to hit aces. Uh, that's your linchpin for basically finishing them off and getting free damage in there. I mean, even if it's just one, that's enough. Yeah. So uh, what they, did, Oh, sorry. Go uh, ahead. Like I said, the area denial. If you look at when you have three buzz or, or three vultures sitting next to each other, the area denial like that the buzz droid can sit in. That's amazing right there. No, absolutely. So, what what lists were you not looking forward to see on the opposite side of the table? What do you think would give you real trouble? Um, I so with my friend being my uh, playtest partner, I have yet to find a list that can beat it more than fifty percent of the time. Uh, but to be honest, I was most probably scared of Boba, uh, just because he's real hard to kill. But then that's why you have discords on you so that it actually gets a little easier and boba's got tools against the droid swarm you know he, he can do that thing of rocking right up and regenerating his force with maul and then cybernetics so he gets behind and he leaves a bomb as he goes and all that sort of stuff and and that makes the swarm quite nervous mm. and it's uh it, it yeah and it's hard to even deal damage to him like if he's at range one with the force and the rerolls, like your droids aren't doing damage through attacks you have to and he's almost always going to be range one of one or two yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, the the positioning against Bobber on that opening gauge is is super important. If you can spread the swarm out a little bit and present blocks, whilst at the same time maintaining some range two shots, then it it, it gets better, but but not radically better. If you've got one or two rerolls for Bobber at range one, he doesn't need any more. No, he's yeah. Bobber's also probably one of the best pilots in the meta right now. Yeah, certainly we've seen that over here. I mean, the the UK system open was absolutely packed with Boba Fett. It was he was absolutely everywhere. And obviously, uh, as we we said on our last show, Timo brought that home. 
and he is a lot of fun to fly. And you, you seemed a bit sort of negative about how much fun it was to fly with, with the Swarm. Yeah, I um, I mean, yeah, like I said, I came from, from Aces and it's kind of, I don't know, I just, maybe it's probably fun for some people. It's just to me, it didn't feel like I really needed to pay attention to what my opponent was doing as much as uh, other lists I've flown. I kind of like to take pride in like, oh, this is what my opponent might do, and I'll try to outguess him and stuff like that. The priority for me was, uh, I mean, granted, this probably just because I was only 10 games in with the list. The priority for me was, okay, don't block myself, uh, find out what my movement order is, and face a general direction after that. Like, if you get blocks, it's just kind of nice. Uh, and, and that was basically my order of operations for the list. How did you find that board control using a swarm was different from, from controlling the board with aces? Oh, I mean, the, the uh, burden of execution is 100% on your opponent. Like, since I'm moving first, uh, I only have to pay attention to where my maneuvers are going to clear uh, or where I want to end up looking, etc. cetera. Uh, and it's even easier now that it's a swarm that doesn't really care about rocks. So basically the whole board is free for me to use. So I think we've touched on an interesting point there because most of the uh, people will know you as, as as an Aces player. I think uh, just towards the tail end of first edition, there was what was known as Howard Aces, named obviously after your brother. Um, I thought it was named after Howard Jones. Or Ron Howard, anyway. Um, so or Ron Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> Why the switch? Was it because you really wanted to win and you thought you'd fly on easy mode? Is it because you were looking for ways to slow play people? What, what, what was it? I mean, that was 100% it. Um, it was, I've already played second at a system open. The only thing I have to gain here is I need to win because I want to be able to go to Coruscant and I want the paid trip to Worlds. So what am I going to pick up that's going to give me the best chance of doing that? And it's droids. Uh, it's... I mean, with Final Salvo being the uh, mechanic that it is to determine whether games are win or lose, like if you start, uh, you know, one list versus the other and a list and a certain list is down on Final Salvo, that basically, I feel, makes it as though like one list has to be a little more aggressive depending on how wide that gap in Final Salvo is. And when I'm sitting there with 16 dice, uh, they have to come at me and they have to engage on my terms, I think. Uh, and... Uh, that would, it's a win con on its own. My friend was telling me, like, hey, don't let your opponents pressure you into playing faster than you're comfortable with. And uh, it's, a, it's a win con on its own to have more points left on the board than your opponent. If you win 55 to 54, you know, the key, uh, key part of that sentence is you won. <laughs> so what you're saying is you, you're quite happy to sit there and have people come at you. Yes, exactly. Like, just okay. with me sitting there, on my knees and with people with everyone coming at me all at one time, cool. sometimes one after the other. Good to know. Yeah, you just heave them up. Sorry, you vacuum them up. Oh Jesus! Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and in terms of, of the the pace of the game, did you feel it was easier to control it with the swarm than it was with aces? Because Sometimes if you lose a lot of points quickly with an ace, you're in a position where you're playing catch-up and you, you, you're really rushing to get the turns through because you know that the damage output isn't everything unless you're absolute, absolutely 
compromise the safety of the aces. Whereas with with those swarms, you can lose a lose a couple of ships early on, and you just don't care. You know, you, yeah, you're going to well, get get back in there. But even if even if you do lose a couple of ships early on, it's not it's not really worth anything. If they come up and they kill a droid, you know, like one shot a droid, you're like, oh, okay, cool. I'm down twenty points. You should get more than that on your opening engage anyway, just between all your uh, all your stuff. Uh, and the overkill's so, massive. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean they, there were they, turns where I had to forgo all my shots, like forgo half my shots because I already killed uh, my target of priority. Okay. Yeah. First world problems, eh? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so, does this mean you're uh, going to go back to Aces now that you've got your uh, your easy win with your tiny American meta? Well, I mean, I don't know if I will go back to Aces. I think I kind of want to go back to them, but. I, I don't think they're the greatest thing in hyperspace, you know? Not tempted by Von Reg or Fenrau? Uh, Fenrau, yeah, he's good. Um, maybe, I think Scum is probably the closest I'm going to get to what I want to what I want to fly. Von Reg was a little disappointing. I should probably put him on the table uh, again and see what happens. But uh, he was a little disappointing when I flew him. I was, I was a little more excited about Hollow. Um, but yeah, and I, I had nothing to lose, so... I'll probably switch back to what I know and love. Well, Boba Fan is probably the the weirdly the closest thing to an effective ace list at the moment. I mean, yeah, Boba is is i five, and you can is medium base. You can kind of fly him like an ace with the boost. Yeah, no, I mean you're you're right about that, and that list packs a huge bid. Um, so maybe dice are so scary with Fan round. I wouldn't say no. So to Boba scary. Fan. Yeah, kind of like Timo's list from uh, uh, from your UK system open. Yeah, you should listen to our uh, previous episode. We had him on, so um... yeah. But then I got to listen to you, Darren, and that's awful. Wow. No, that's wow. legit. Darren, to be fair, that is a completely legit point. I mean, to be fair, most of what I say <laughs> on the podcast is usually edited out because it's far too offensive. <laughs> What is the episode like? You know, ten minutes long. Pretty much. Uh, yeah. By the time yeah, we've edited them out, yeah, that's where we get to. Yeah. So I think that probably is a good place to wrap up. Really. Um, so, is there anything you want to add that um, we've not covered, um, Duncan? No, I just think kind of in the future. I think uh, they. I'm really surprised they didn't hit droids harder in the. Uh, you know, in the uh, points update, but I think they should probably do it the next time, definitely, or you know, even faster than that. Yeah, I, I was. The, pro- Sorry, go ahead, Bob. Uh, the droids are kind of behind Bobber in the nerf bat queue at the moment. Surely, I mean, it, it, Bobber is just so good. He's disgusting. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> but yeah, no, I was I was very surprised with the uh, the updates to the points that. We didn't see a, a little bump for either struts or discord or anything like that because we saw it for things like Leia where they were really high to begin with and they dropped it all the way down to two points and then they bumped it up and up again a couple of times. Haven't seen that with discord. When they came out, they were high priced and the landing struts were high priced and then they cut them and then all of a sudden they, they stayed where they are. I think I agree with, uh, with Travis though and the fact that... Uh struts should probably just be free and they should increase the the chassis 
um, because it creates so much confusion when you're like, oh, half my droids have it, half of them don't. It's your job to figure out which. This creates a lot of confusion and slows down the game in general. No, I can yeah, totally agree with that. I mean, like, I don't know how many times during the weekend, like, I, I labeled my droids best I could, uh, even different colored droids, and uh, people were like, which one has struts? Which one has discords? Like, which one's which? I'm like, dude, I'm trying, but you're wasting time here by, uh, you know, by having to ask. And some may say that's a win count on its own, but that's just kind of dumb. <laughs> Just a quick shout out to say that there are a couple of events that uh, you should all go check out. The first one is that the Sith Takers or Element Games um, Store Championship is on the 7th of March and tickets for that are on sale now. And there's also a charity event in Gillingham, which is the Camino Open, which I believe, Bob, is on the 22nd of February. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, that's, that's right. And it's also Gillingham, not Gillingham. Same difference. I, no, it isn't. I remember this because they were beaten by Manchester City in the playoff final of 1999 when City were 2-0 down going into extra time, equalised in extra A few moments later. And were promoted and have never looked back since, even when Stuart Pearce was manager. So I know, I know how Gillingham is pronounced. My God, you're boring. Yeah, what, the, what were half of those words? It's it's English, you know. We gave it to you. You broke it. Ah. Uh, like everything else in America, we have perfected it, sir. <laughs> no, we said English, not diabetes. <laughs> oh my god! So I uh, I was rooming with Jerry Russell, and he likes to keep the room at a, at a crisp like fifty five degrees mm, Fahrenheit, freedom units, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So I, I woke up, you know, like after just getting in Texas the previous night. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't feel my feet. Did I get diabetes overnight here? <laughs> <laughs> All that's left time to say is goodbye from Bob. Ta-da. And goodbye from Duncan. Goodbye. And goodbye from me. Bye for now.